because we also get to choose where we live emotionally each and every day. It's just a lot of people don't have the tools to do it. So that's why I'm set out in this hell-bent mission to teach people the tools. My mom said this to me when I was going through what I was going through five years ago. She said, your true character rises when you're facing the storm. Because it's easy to say, I read the self-development books. It's easy to say, I listen to the podcast. But when the real stuff shows up, how much work have you really truly done? And what's happening financially in the, in the economic space is we're no longer in the industrial age. We've shifted. We're in the information age and we're moving into the spiritual age. Whether you like it or not, that old industry is done. Because I've never bought a like in my life. I like myself enough to know that it's not about that. And I want that to really run deep in people because it's not important for that. What's important is how you hold space. Hey guys, and welcome to the I Love Success podcast. I'm here today with an amazing guy. I'm going to introduce him shortly. Just wanted to tell everybody watching and listening right now that I'm super grateful that you are here. We're here virtually today. I love to do all my podcasts in person, but obviously if I have had to pivot or you know, just shut down. And I, I'm not a guy that shuts down. So I'm going to be here. I'm going to share even more. And this opens up a lot of possibility to meet with people that are across the world. Today, we have Joel Brown, the founder of Addicted to Success, coming from the Gold Coast in Australia right now. He's a really cool dude, always positive and always happy. We're going to see about that. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> one, one thing that's pretty cool with, with Joel is that he, he decided to create his own business and he's inspired almost 300 million people from all over the world. And he's not showing any signs of stopping. So super excited to be here with a man who somehow along the line was fed up with the life he lived and decided to make a change. And uh, he said it a lot of times before, he's a regular guy. If he can do it, you can do it. So let's kind of digest his knowledge today. We have about 40 minutes. Uh, welcome, Joel. Hey, thank you, brother. Appreciate you having me on. I'm excited to dive in with you. Awesome. So obviously, you shared your story hundreds of times. So I don't want to go too deep with that. But can you just shortly tell me what happened that time when you decided I'm going to start addicted to success? What was it that really made that shift? Yeah, great question. So this is almost 10 years ago. So I started addicted to success April 10th, 2010, April 11th, 2010. So almost 10 years. I was sitting in the room with a guy by the name of Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, he challenged me for the first time in my life to cast a vision for success. And I got really clear, like crystal clear on what it is that I valued most, which was business, self-development, contribution, teaching, and travel. I was like, well, what kind of business or brand would I build in order to be able to live in those values as often as possible? And so I started piecing some things together and, and I started asking myself questions of what would my life look like? How would I act? How would I feel? Who would I be surrounded by? What distractions would I remove if I was to be living as the ultimate version of me 10 years from now, but today? Yeah which is really a great question to ask yourself, how do we do this, you know, and, and, and getting into a space of not just clarity, but focus, knowing what to focus on now. And the thing I love about this whole vision process is that I got really intentional in my life. And that's why I've been successful in what I do. 
because I got intentional. I got clear on how to articulate the vision that I held in my mind to the world so that the right people could start showing up and supporting me and executing this vision. So I didn't just create Addicted to Success by myself. My community, my movement created it with me too. So that's why. That's why I was successful in it. That's I just love sharing self-development content. I love speaking, doing transformational coaching live in the room, supporting people in breaking through their limitations, you know, their BS stories that they keep telling themselves as to why they can't achieve their dreams. Yeah. All of that is there. And uh, yeah, I just feel so blessed to, to be able to do that in, in the capacity of, you know, like you said, hundreds of millions of people, you know, millions of podcast plays and all that. Yeah. That's great. What I really truly love is seeing somebody shift in that moment you know, when they believe something for so long that they weren't worth it or they're not good enough. Yeah. And then they realize that, that that was just a story that they made up and they made some little event mean something that it didn't really mean and that they've been carrying that for most of their life. And now they get to start a new day with a blank canvas as a new launching pad for their dreams. And, you know, the time we're in right now with this whole coronavirus and everything that's going on, this is your new launching pad. Yeah. jump out of it, like get into the game and, and look at the, I always say to my friends that are sharing with me all these things, I go, cool, where's the silver lining? They go, oh, well, this is what it is. I'm like, cool, start surfing that silver lining yeah. because there's something there. There's an opportunity for you here right now. Yeah, I agree. And I want to go back to you, like you're, you love that transformation in other people, but can you just share that transformation within yourself? What was that pain or drive that made you go after this? Yeah, I would say that, you know, before I custom my vision and I was in sales and then I created Addicted to Success, I was in the music industry and it was this passion that I had for so many years. And then when I got into the music industry, did really well with it. You know, I was around major label artists. We had an awesome deal. I was living in Miami, Florida, then LA and working with even huge artists that are out today, I just remember feeling this feeling of emptiness. And the emptiness was I, I was expecting to feel a certain way. And then when I wasn't feeling it anymore, I felt like I was coming up short. And the truth was that I was doing things for the approval of others. I was saying yes to the things I really wanted to say no to. And I was out of alignment. And so there's a difference between desperation and inspiration. And I really believe that self-development was the thing I turned to that really inspired me from within. That's when I started to get truly aligned with my values. Before that, I was coming from a place of desperation, doing things for significance, you know, and that's always a short-lived thing, especially if we were set out here to live a life of meaning and fulfillment. So I found more meaning in what it was because I was able to contribute at a higher level. And so... I think a lot of people are stuck on that. A lot of people are coming from desperation and not inspiration. And if I can show them there's a way to do this where you are aligned with your values, where you are inspired from within, where you are vision driven, where the limiting stories no longer have to take rule of your life that you get to consciously choose because we also get to choose where we live emotionally each and every day. It's just that a lot of people don't have the tools to do it. So that's why I'm set out in this hell bent mission to teach people the tools. Yeah. And to show them and to reveal to them the parts of themselves that they don't know are blocking them and stopping them from realizing that they're already there, that their dreams are already right here in front of them. Yeah. And how, how have you, like this is a decade, it's, a, it's been an amazing journey. How have you evolved as a human being in these 10 years? Oh, so much. So much, man. I always just say like, if I'm not embarrassed of who I was three months ago, 
I'm not growing fast enough. <laughs> so I'm always leveling up. Um, but I think more than anything, it's leveling up in service. It's not, you know, the more Facebook or Instagram followers. It's not, you know, how many stages have I spoken on? And it's this, like, I'm not, I'm not about ego ship. Yeah. I'm about ownership, you know? And, and I think the most growth came from me really owning my wounds. I think, to be honest, a lot of it came from relationships. Yeah going into relationships and then being with people that are like the perfect mirror yeah. and being triggered and seeing like, okay, why is this, why is this a concern? Why is this coming up for me? What can I do now to create, you know, a new pattern or, or, or like, isn't that interesting that I'm identifying with this? Like, let's lean into this and work on this here. And, and I'm just like a really obsessed with self growth because I just know that so much is there. And so if I know that there's a shortcoming or I know that there's, avoid i will go to it and say like okay cool how do we work with this here now because i know that life can be a hell of a lot better when you heal your wounds and a lot of people are still in their wounds when you when you go into a relationship with someone you're not just going into a relationship with someone with their physical body or you know if they're funny or their you know cool behavior you're going into a relationship also with their wounds and their patterns so I think a lot of people are unaware of the fact that we're very driven by our patterns and very driven by our wounds all the time. And we're projecting a lot into our space. So that's a big thing that I had to learn over the years is just not to project, but to take full ownership of me and everything that I get to work on that I get to heal within myself. Yeah. I mean, and it is hard. We all have those wounds, right? Uh, For example, when I was a kid, I was bullied i was chubby and all of that and what that made me do was train really hard become really good at martial arts uh, to you kick everybody's ass <laughs> kick everybody's ass right but once you do that you realize it's it's not about that anymore because you're still that shy little kid and so for me it's been like an amazing journey to kind of work on myself like what are the wounds that you're still healing and that you're still working on that I'm still working on. I'm all, okay. There's a few. I can straight up own this. Uh, one of them for sure is I'm not good enough. Um, that is what I'm always working on. That there is the, you know, the the continuous journey of realizing, like we're not always a hundred percent on. You know, like the ego can come into play. The need for love is always there. Everyone wants to be seen, heard, and understood. And I think that we're going to ask ourselves, what's feeding us, right? My good friend, Emil Steenveld, business partner and best friend, and, you know, often he'll have this conversation with me about, like, we've got to pay attention. You know, when people are coaching people, like, see, like, what is feeding them? What do they keep going through to get that need met? You know, and like sometimes when you're, especially in the space that I'm in, I'm getting these like people are edifying me, Joel, you know, hundreds of millions of views, starring, think and grow rich and speaks in front of, you know, tens of thousands. Like I hear it a lot and I hear thank yous a lot because I'm in service and I love doing that. And I've even got to pull myself to the side and be like, yo, it's not about that. Like that's the byproduct and the bonus that comes with it, but it doesn't necessarily need to be the thing that fills me or feeds me. And what I know is I'm very clear that I feel most alive when I'm in service of others. And it took me a long time to get that, man. Like I've had conversations with Tony Robbins. I've had conversations with, you know, people like Simon Sinek and Jody Spencer and these people. And they talk about contribution and service. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Cognitively, I got it. But unconsciously, like I've had to run through a lot of different experiences in my life and challenges to get to the point where I realized like, 
okay, now I actually do get it because I'm feeling it on a cellular level. It's not just a cognitive understanding in my mind. I'm actually clicking now and realizing that there is so much power in giving. You know, it's, it's about learning, living and giving. And I think a lot of people are still in the learning stage. And the second stage is what everybody wants so much. They want to live. And then when they're living and they get the lifestyle and the money, then they realize like that's still not enough. The giving is where we end up to really have that fulfillment. So that's the journey, man. And that's what I'm always on is just like gauging myself and going, am I still in just living or am I giving as well? Or am I, have, have I found like a good harmony in all three? Yeah. And I think sometimes we can get, so caught up in one and one dimension and we keep like getting drawn to that. So I'm just really having to pay attention at times to make sure I'm not getting fed in one aspect and just always like living more of a life of harmony. So, and procrastination too at times, man, procrastination. I'm a recovering procrastinator. I think everybody is if they're working on it and if they're not, then they're straight up a procrastinator. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because you know what I I studied success, uh, and I met with almost 200 people now. And what I see with all these amazing people is that for a lot of them, it started just because they wanted to be loved. And yeah. that's why they did all these crazy things like becoming a UFC champion or starting this incredible company. Or like, how can you, can you relate to that to the people you have interviewed and, and met with that? Like that has been like a common team for success, so to speak. Yeah, I think what we do as humans is we want to be accepted into our tribe. Yeah. And, and I think it's a very primitive thing. If we look back, like it, we're going like, let's say caveman days, if we want to use that as an example, yeah. then if we're not accepted into the tribe, it means that we're not going to be provided for. And if we're not provided for, we won't be fed. If we're not fed, yeah. we're going to starve. If we starve, we're going to die. So the core of it, if you pull those layers back that I'm not good enough, I'll be rejected fear of not being enough, like failure and mistakes are bad. They all lead to death within our unconscious mind. So our unconscious mind is always trying to keep us in survival. And so I think a lot of people, what they do is if they can find what they value, especially the successful, the super successful that I've interviewed, I've interviewed close to 200 thought leaders in this world and a lot of them super high achievers. And what I find is that they find their thing. So they've got their value that they're aligned with. So they're inspired from within, which is great. It's a great place to come from. Yeah. And then they, they go out and seek a way to build a, a movement. They go and seek a way to align themselves with other people that also have similar values, which is great. It's a great idea too. And I think in that, there's a higher chance of acceptance for who you are. Yeah. Like I know if I, for example, if I go to a party and nobody's into self-development, nobody's into business, no one's into contribution, they're just there, they want to take drugs, they just want to talk about like other things that I'm not interested in, whatever it may be. I've got to ask myself the question, can I still walk into a space like that and not be in the fear of not being accepted? Because I think that that is like, that's next level growth if you can do that because it means you've, you've, you've been able to manage that emotion around fear of rejection or even overcoming that by not needing to be fed and needing to be accepted all the time. And I think that like we want to set ourselves up in a way where we're not always in that environment where most of the time we're surrounded by people that are accepting of what we do and are accepting of our values and that we get to share our values with them too. Um, But I think a lot of people, when I look at their family dynamics, a lot of people are doing things because they want to be accepted 
uh, from their family members. They want validation from their mother or they want acceptance from their father. And so they do all these outlandish things without even knowing it. And what's happening is there's the effect, right? The effect is what's happening. And they're like, I'm making this commitment to this and burning myself out. But at the core, it's, I just wanted love from my father. Right. And a lot of people don't know that this is actually happening. And it could be with your mother or your brother or your sister or, or some authority figure that you put on a pedestal that you're wanting love and acceptance from and that you're subordinating to, that you're like, that person's greater than me. I need love from that person. The reason being is because the little child within you is wanting that. But we got to go back and look at it like, yo, you need to nurture yourself. Like we get to a place where we're no longer living with our parents, we're no longer living with that authority in that space. We can still respect them as an as a you know as a as an elder or whatever you want to call it. But ultimately, when we go out into the world, we we're, a lot of us are still carrying that child from within with those programs. Like I'm a 33 year old guy. I'm turning 33 in like 10 days, right? But I may very well be carrying the the, the brain or the mind of a 13 year old kid right now around relationships. I don't think I am, but could be, you know. I could be a six-year-old when it comes to communicating about love. Like, I just don't know, you know? So, and that's why like those wounds, when you're healing those wounds, you give you a chance now to really evolve and mature in that space. And that's where that emotional intelligence starts to increase. That's where that emotional maturity comes in place. Like I know uh, some people I coach, they say, you know, I'm dating someone, they're like around my age group, but they just act like a child. I'm like, well, it probably is. You, they probably have the mind of a child, of a six-year-old that's hurt and wounded, that's bringing that in, projecting that in when you guys are arguing. So then you guys need get to, get to dive in and look at that and nurture it and support each other in that space until it becomes healed and accepting the fact that it's there instead of hiding from it and pretending it's not there. So... Yeah, man, there's a lot. We can I mean, unpack a lot around this I subject. know, man. We, you, need to, yeah. you need to reschedule your next appointment, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I know, man. We're going to do well, You and I will do a part two. Yeah, I would love to. Uh, so I agree with you. That's kind of the, it's the human experience, right? And uh, the beautiful thing about this is that we can start learning and experience from others that have made the same mistakes. And I think... That's why maybe you got were attracted to self-development in the beginning. And the same for me. I wanted to learn from others because I had had wounds, man. Yeah. And so yeah. I, let's talk about a little bit about, about wounds and, and get vulnerable. Can you share, like, what was the worst day of your life and how did it change you as a human being? Oh, that's such a good question. Yeah. So... I don't know if I could say it's the worst day because I want to acknowledge the fact that there's so many blessings that have come from it that I can no longer look at it like it's a, it's the worst day. There's just so much there. That's so amazing. Uh, And, and like so many lessons that have come from it, but five years ago I was married. Okay. And four months in, I, I caught my wife at the time having an affair and what it did was it really challenged me because it shattered my identity in that moment. That's what I made it mean is like, I don't know who I am anymore because I had so much tied up in that relationship. And obviously like rightfully so, if anyone gets married, you think that this is it, you know, and then there was this thing that caught me by the blind side. 
And so, you know, I thought I was, you know, Mr. Success, Mr. Successful Relationship, Friendships, Business, Lifestyle and all that. And then when that aspect went, I was like, what am I going to do with myself? Yeah. So I had to really work through this forgiveness process. And uh, actually her and I can talk now. We're, we're in a place where we can talk with each other and there's no like resentment or, you know, hatred or jealousy or anger or anything like that. You know, there's a lot of, you know, good work that's going around it. Uh, and so... What it taught me was that my family are absolutely amazing. My friends are incredible. It just brought me closer to my friends and family. Yeah. Um, it taught me how to love and forgive. It taught me how to be compassionate towards others. It taught me about um, sitting down and taking ownership. I had to sit down and go, okay, how did I play my part in this experience too? Instead of just saying, you know, when it could have been so easy to say it's her, 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 right? And so that was something that was huge for me. And there's just so many blessings from that because I teach so many people and coach so many people that are experiencing this right now in their life. And I get to be the space with them, you know, and I get to support them in it. And there's just so many blessings from it. So it seemed like a big thing at the time, as most things do. And then there's just so much that can come from it. That's why this whole coronavirus situation, COVID, it's like for some people, it seems like the biggest thing, the worst thing, you know, the darkest time of their life, right? But I'm going to tell you this, the human soul can endure so much, so much. Like there's so much potential that exists within you and around you. And we need to get into the practice of tapping into that space. And that's what I did was I got into the practice of it. And that's why when something like this happens now, Corona and COVID, like I'm not, I'm not phased. Like in, in, like I get it. Like I get that there's some struggle. I totally get that in my own personal life. I look at it like, this is my opportunity to step in because I know that I have that certainty. I know that I have that, that mental strength that I know that people are looking for a way to feel supported that don't, that haven't learned the tools. And I now get to teach the tools. I spoke to over a thousand people last night, 1200 people live on a live stream to, to work through this and how to get to a place to create your vision now and how to remove your fears before you step into your vision. I taught three days straight in a mastermind before that we had a 96% retention rate, like 96% of people stayed on because they wanted to learn the tools. I was teaching exercises on procrastination and overcoming it, how to identify the limiting stories, how to overcome that, how to transform their pain into power, how to get clear on their next 90 days so they're empowered and not, not distracted by the negative news in the media and, and everybody trying to bring them down that are in that space too. So like this is what happens is I, I look at like, my mom said this to me when I was going through what I was going through five years ago. She said, your true character rises when you're facing the storm. Yeah. And she said, I'm proud of you and the way you showed up. And for me, it just reinforced that whenever there's a painful moment or struggle, it's your opportunity to see how much work have you really done? Because it's easy to say, I read the self-development books. It's easy to say, I listen to the podcast. But when the real stuff shows up, how much work have you really truly done? Do you lose your center? Do you come outside yourself and behave in a way that you're not proud of? Or do you stand strong at it and look at it as an opportunity to challenge your true identity and to grow? No, I agree with you. And I mean, especially for there's so many people out there that like we're saying, like I, for example, I'm telling you I'm strong. My mindset is fucking perfect. And then things happen. And now you get to test yourself. Like, how do you show up? And it's yeah. a different, yeah. different story, right? 
Uh, amen to that. Yeah. It's, it's good. I welcome it. I welcome the challenge. Like when I think about the pinnacle moments in my life and when I look at my students and people that I coach and when we have these breakthrough sessions at our events, it's always that moment that people are most avoiding because they just know that there's pain there. Yeah. And so much can come from that pain when you accept the fact that you can't deny anymore that there's something here that exists that you've been hiding from avoiding and pushing and sweeping under the rug and we get to go there when you go there you get to accept it and in that process you get to transform it yeah there's so many gifts in it there's so many gifts like i i encourage it like when i find out that there's like something that i'm like not noticing if someone points out i'm like awesome let's go there let's do it because every time i've done it i've just increased my own inner value i've increased my certainty i've increased my influence I've in, increased my contribution on the back end as a new message I get to share and a new teaching I get to teach. It's just so much in there that we get to unpack. I love that. And how do you, like, when you were in that moment, though, five years ago, like, how, how do you go, like, what happens day one after that? How, how does the mind work? Because the whole reality is shattered now. Like, yeah. it happens for a lot of people right now. Uh, people are losing businesses. They're losing friends. Like, what do you yeah. go from there? You know. Well, here's the thing: you can't deny that you're going to feel the way you feel. Like, automatically, you're going to move yourself to a place where you start having these valid reasons, right, or valid feelings around uncertainty. Right now, a lot of people are in uncertainty. I totally get why. Yeah. Right. You can notice that those feelings are there, but identifying with it and holding it. And then pulling it to your chest and saying, this is my story. Don't take this away from me. You're owning that story. So now it becomes part of you and your identity of who you are. I'm an uncertain person that gets scared in times like this. That's what I'm telling myself when I'm doing that through action. You can quite easily choose the other, which is I, I see that's there. I feel the uncertainty, but I'm not going to fuse with it. It's not going to become part of me. I'm going to choose a higher ground that still gets to be part of your identity too. But you choose it. That's why I said at the start of the call, we get to choose where we live emotionally each and every day. Yeah. We get to choose. Like no one else is doing that. There's media, there's people talking, there's newspaper articles, there's conspiracy theories, there's agendas. Who knows? Maybe some of those theories could have some truth to it. Who knows, right? But ultimately at the end of the day, you take you everywhere you go. Right. And if I don't trust myself in my decisions, if I'm not in the practice of, of stepping in and I haven't built up enough certainty and I haven't been choosing emotions that are uh, really watering and fertilizing my growth, then I'm not setting myself up to win in times like this. Like we have to do this now. We get to do it in a major way. And I think that a lot of people now are kind of waiting on the environment to change. They're waiting on the climate to shift. It doesn't work like that. If that happens, it's a bonus. I'm not expecting it. Not anytime soon. So what do we do? We step in. We start changing our routines. We shift our habits. We fuel our mind. We connect with people that aren't in a negative space that we get to connect with. We find ways to create in new ways. Right? We get clear on the things that we've been hiding from, avoiding and pretending not to know. We get to journal, we get to meditate, we get to visualize, we get to use this as a new launching pad. But whatever you do, don't stand still. Don't sit on your hands because it doesn't work. We know it. I love that. And how has this, like, have you had any time to kind of contemplate right now and, and kind of 
Like, how am I going to level up in my life when this is over? Like, what are, what are you going to do? Dude, this, this works in waves. This is how it happens. We're in seasons right now. It's moving, it's shifting. And what's really interesting about this experience that we're all going through, there's not one person that's left out. Everyone's feeling it. Yeah. What's really interesting about this is there are a lot of people that I know that are into self-development, right? A lot of them in my community, and they're like, I want to self-develop and grow. Question is, can you do it in tough times? Because that's when it gets real, right? Because you can say it when you feel comfortable in the luxury of your home. I am so blessed. The fact I'm even sitting in a chair now and we have an internet connection, like grateful, hand on heart, grateful, right? What it is going to do right now is going to challenge people to get resourceful. You have everything within you and around you to make anything possible. And I have some coaches that I speak to that are like, I've got to lower my prices. We're going to drop it right down like a 10th of my price. No one's going to buy. Da, da, da. That's the story they're saying. And then I've got other friends that are literally making multiple six figures right now. I've got people buying up investment properties. I've got people that are investing millions in things. And then I've got others that are losing millions in things. Things are shifting like no tomorrow. Yeah. It's happening in that way. But it's always, it's always a matter of mindset around what's possible. What, what I said yesterday when I had this conversation with one of my students was, we're playing chess and checkers now. Like we need to move the pieces. Yeah. I've been on calls with my team sitting and working out ways that we can start changing their roles and responsibilities, like really getting real. And it's been such a blessing for even for my business because we've had to get real on what are we wasting money on? Yeah. What can we be maximizing on? What can we negotiate? What roles and responsibilities are you in? Is that a high income generating activity? Is that the most productive thing we could be doing? And we've had a full cleanup in the business. Because I don't want to lose my people. I don't want to have to call anybody off. But we sat down and going, let's move the chess pieces around the chess table. And that's what everyone now is going to have to get really good at doing is moving chess pieces. Maybe getting on a phone call and swallowing your pride and saying to someone, hey, remember you, you wanted me to work with you on this thing? I'm willing to you know, go to this space. Let's do this. Or, hey, I'm struggling right now. I need some support. I know we haven't talked for a bit. I love you. I'm not the best communicator, but this is me really trying, right? Like it's going to bring up a lot of new conversations and you like, I believe we don't get in life what we think we deserve. We get in life what we negotiate. We're always negotiating and you're negotiating with yourself all the time. The problem is a lot of people aren't very good at negotiating because they don't believe that they're worth it. So now is a time where you start to get really real in, in uncertainty, in the struggle, uh, in the trials and tribulations. Now you're sitting here going like, all right, I'm in self-preservation. What do I need to do in order to show myself that I actually am worth it? This is the ultimate self-development challenge for so many people that have had it too easy in their life. And people that have had it tough, they're used to this. So this is like, this is almost a walk in the park for some people too. So I just want you to have a look at this and go, how can I play this now? Knowing that you get to choose where you live emotionally each and every day. How are you going to play this? Your next move is a chess move. But swallow your pride and get on. Who do I need to connect with? What do I need to move into? What skills do I need to learn? What things do I have to sit down and really map out? What things can I clear out in my own emotional space? Maybe it's time to start looking at your health. This is going to rock a lot of people that haven't been looking at their health lately. Now they get to check in on themselves and go, am I drinking too much? Am I smoking too much? Why have I got fear around catching this virus? Maybe because I haven't been looking after myself. 
We get to do this and we get to respect our elders. Going out and spreading the virus, like get your head right. There's older people here. You may not be affected, but you could be carrying, you know? So it's getting a lot of people to wake up. And what's happening financially in the, in the economic space is we're no longer in the industrial age. We've shifted. We're in the information age and we're moving into the spiritual age, whether you like it or not. That old industry is done. An old school way of selling and the old school way of coaching and speaking and service and product. If anyone's coming in trying to do old school selling in a space that's greasy and grimy and snakeskin salesman, snake oil uh, salesman, what's going to happen is people are going to reject that in this space and time right now because all people want to feel is supported. So it's going to, it's going to really encourage people to shift, man. I'm so passionate about this conversation because I'm like talking to people every day. I'm coaching and speaking about this every day and supporting and holding space. And there are a lot of people that need that, that support in this time. Now I think these are the times also when uh, this, the people that can do the right things and that are not just freezing, those are the ones that are going to take, this would be an opportunity, you know, for, for yeah. them. But I want to help everybody that has fear right now. So let's talk about fear. It doesn't have to be right now, but how have you worked with fear in your life to be able to head, tackle things head on when you fear them the most? Well, honestly, man, we're going to look at like, you know, a lot of people nowadays are stressing, right? They have anxiety. It's like they feel this overwhelmed. They're like, I feel stressed. I've heard that quite often. And where does stress come from? Stress comes from the fear of loss of control. Now, if that's the case, then I've got to look at like, okay, what can I control in my environment? Like, what can I control here in this immediate space? I know I get to choose my routines. I get to choose the conversations that I have with others. I get to choose the conversation I have with myself, right? I get to choose where I put my money. I get to choose what I create around my business. So when you realize that you're making choices every day and that power is in your hand, it can either be scary or it can be, it can be self-empowering. And it's only scary if you haven't been in the practice of doing this. So everything new is like that. There's uncertainty around it all. There's uncertainty in this times. There's uncertainty about stepping in. There's uncertainty around like moving towards things you've never done before. There's uncertainty around conversations that now need to be had. But the truth is you can't go around it, under it, or over it. In this time right here, right now, today, you must go through it. There's no other way that it can be transformed. And so everyone's looking for a transformation, but they don't want to do the work that's required in order to transform. So like, this is it guys. This is why I love this time so much in a sense that I I hate the fact that people are hurting and I hate the fact that people are are losing out. And I hate the fact that people are getting sick and passing away and people are losing family members. I hate that sucks. What I do like on the flip side of it, if we were to surf the silver lining here, it's that now you are in a place where your back's against the wall and your potential has been tested. And it's time to flex your potential. And it starts with you control, controlling your own space. Yeah. No, I love that. And But what do you want to say to, for example, in my life, I got fired from my job, I think it was eight years ago now, and it shifted everything for me. And in a positive way. So people right now, that they've been in a, like a, a job that they don't enjoy. They lose their job now. And they say, hey, this is the moment for me to 
do me and do my dream? What do you want to tell them? What's the first step to kind of get started? Because it is scary, right? Well, what what I can say around that is, you know, it's it's it is tough. Like I left my nine to five job eight years ago. So for me to say I fully understand, it wouldn't be fair of me to say that because like, honestly, sometimes I forget what it's even like to be in a nine to five. Um, what I do know is as an entrepreneur, we take a lot of risk, right? There's times where I put big money on the table and there's times where I've made big financial mistakes and there's this feeling of like, how am I ever going to get out of this? But we always do. We always find a way. And I think that this all always comes down to this fear of rejection, this fear of not being good enough, this fear of abandonment of like, what if I'm left alone? What if I'm left behind? Everyone wants to feel like they're part of something. Before coming here to the Gold Coast in Australia, I was in Morocco in Marrakesh and we're running a retreat. Me and a, an incredible coach out in Montreal named Sonia Zabatani, we're running a, a, a seven-day retreat. And halfway through the retreat, we got the call, like, we've got to get back. Everyone needs to go back to their countries. We're shutting borders. And so people started freaking out. And so the retreat, the back end retreat turned into a lot of us just sitting around on laptops trying to book flights. Some would go to the airport and get canceled. And then what happened was some of the women in the group started getting really upset and worried. And some of them were like, I need to get home to my children. So we got them out first. And we got a few people out at a time each day. And then we kept going down to the airport. And it was like, shoulder to shoulder people were elbowing people were screaming at each other trying to get in the front of the line to get their flight i need to get home it was like chaos right it was looked apocalyptic at the airport a smaller airport everyone's just struggling to get out and you know we'd go down there each day and try and get more people out three people four people at a time as a group of 20 and then what i noticed was just i just saw the fear setting into so many people and the fear that was setting in was this fear of being alone right? This fear of like, what if I'm the last one left? And I said to one of the women that were in there, I said, you're not going to be left behind. I can promise you that I'll be the last one here. And because I was the last one there, we got everybody out. My fear of being alone started showing up. And it was crazy because I was telling everybody, don't worry, don't worry. It's fine. This is just going to show up for you. And then I'm feeling it. And I'm sitting in this Riyadh, which is kind of like a little looks like a little courtyard, mini palace, hotel type space. And it was beautiful, but I'm there and they've got army tanks on the street. They had Jeeps. They had the army out. They were checking in and taking photos of passports and pulling us over and everything. And I was like, damn, this feels like it's, we're going to war. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And these fears that are coming up for me of I'm here by myself, I had to then go in and negotiate with my mind in that moment and say, hey, Joel, remember that time? that you were by yourself on an island with no electricity on the San Blas Islands in Panama and South America by yourself for three days, mosquito infested. Remember that time you were by yourself in Africa? Remember that time you were in India sleeping on the floor in a hut? You know, so I had to remind myself of all these times that I was able to overcome it. And because I was able to overcome it, that fear went away. So I didn't get angry at the fear, I nurtured it. Hey, I get that you're there, I get that you're scared. As the unconscious mind, I know it's coming up. It's trying to drive me back into safety. It's doing everything in panic to get me back. It's like the, it's kind of like the unevolved mind. It's the habit mind. So it's just trying to go by habit. And then my conscious mind, that's the most evolved part, the executive part of the brain, the prefrontal cortex with the innovation and creativity 
is coming in and going, hey, consciously, I know that you're not needing to be scared, but unconsciously, because the body is the unconscious and the unconscious is the body, it's sending signals to try and drive me the other way. And I had to negotiate with it in that moment and say, I get that you're scared, but we're not going there. It's not as bad as you think it is. We will get through this. And this is what's happening to everyone each and every day. And that's why it's so important not to feed your mind with super negative media because you're driving that as a habit into your unconscious that just fuels more of that fear and more of that stress in your system. When you consciously start choosing and say, I've gone through these times, sit down and write. Like if there's an exercise I could share with you, sit down and write out when was the time when you uh, were able to overcome uh, breaking through your financial challenges? When was a time where you, you were able to make it through heartbreak and then fall in love with someone else again or in love with yourself again or whatever it may be? When was a time where you got stuck in an airport and you, you made it through? When was a time when you thought you were never going to get out of a situation and you were able to overcome it? And if you were to write all these times, you would find so many times in your life you've been able to break through the struggle. And so that's the key is to get really clear on that because now you can negotiate that with your unconscious and bring it back on board into equilibrium and balance so that you can start making clearer decisions about what you're doing. And that's when you move yourself back into creation and you're no longer in destruction. I believe we're weapons of mass creation when we're intentional in our life and when we come on board and nurture our unconscious. Thanks for sharing that, Joel. Uh, I know we have only uh, three or four minutes left. Uh, yeah. So I have two more questions. What's your, like, wh where do you want to see this go? Like your vision, your company, like wh where is this going? Wh where are you in 10, 20 years? Oh, man. Well, that's an exciting thing to think about, right? So the, the thing is, we've been running Addicted to Success for the last 10 years. And what's happened over the last 10 years is we've got a lot of exposure, a lot of reach, right? from articles that we have online and videos that we have online and podcasts that we have online. But this whole coronavirus situation, I think the, the greatest thing that's come from it for us is I've had conversations with my team and just said, look guys, we're not a self-development media company anymore. We're a transformational movement. And because we're a transformational movement, it means that we now get to collaborate with people on an international level where we're holding you know, online summits, online events. We have in-person events when this whole thing opens back up and the borders are, you know, dropped and we can go, go for it, right? And, and what I'm doing is I'm adding purpose-driven elements to these events. So we're breaking a percentage off and it's going towards building schools for children living in poverty, right? Bringing education into the third world because I believe it all starts with education, right? And so essentially I'm, I'm raising up leaders right now. I can't do this by myself, right? If I can bring leaders on board and teach them how to be powerful coaches and speakers and teach them frameworks that actually get people results. Cause I'm not a coach if I don't get you results. So I design frameworks. I test my frameworks. I have thousands and thousands and thousands of students that have achieved their third and fourth year vision within the first year, because I've taught them my systems and my formulas that I've tested over the years that I've lived myself and I've tested. So, <clears throat> you know, to, to go to that level, to really expand that out and to raise up other leaders because it creates this ripple effect in the world. That's what I'm about. And that's in the 10, 20 year vision, you know, signing coaches, speakers, getting that out there, getting the right frameworks to get results. Because there's a lot of noise in the world right now. There are a lot of people that are speakers and coaches because it sounds cool. 
or they want significance or they go and focus on all the followers they can get, that doesn't mean anything. If that person is not getting results, all you're doing is being big, but not great. Great is getting people results, supporting people, contributing, training, and expanding. But a lot of people just want to be big for their own selfish reasons. Just because you've got a bunch of followers, even millions, doesn't mean that you're getting people results and they're seeing their life change. Just because you're getting likes and comments doesn't mean it's it either. That's why I never buy likes. I've never bought a like in my life. I like myself enough to know that it's not about that. And I want that to really run deep in people because it's not important for that. What's important is how you hold space. It's how you show up. It's are you by your word? Is integrity still in your heart, right? In this world where a lot of people are striving to try and take, take, take. Be the one that gives. I mean, that's... I think that's the hardest thing to be, I mean, in this world, to be totally authentic, that's everything, right? And to be a person of the world. Yeah, it's a practice, but it's also cool because you don't need to even have an Instagram account to be authentic and be real. You can be real to your neighbor. You can be real in every interaction. You can smile to the homeless person. Doesn't cost you a thing. Um, So... Last question. I know you got to go. What's the one thing you want to tell people when they leave right now, the first thing they can do to get a little bit closer to their dream, their goal, their vision? What's the number one thing they can do right now? Yeah. So what I would say is I'd say that before you even map out your future, right, of what you're, you're looking at achieving or setting out to achieve, You've got to get clear on what you value most because that's where it's going to drive you from within. And if we're not truly aligning with what we value most and your values are usually the void that you want to fill in your life. It's like the thing that you want to keep growing in and expanding. And if you're not filling your day with that, you're not going to feel fulfilled. And see, a lot of people are are usually filling their day with things that are meeting like a, a, a wounded need or an unhealthy need. It could be you know, sex, drugs, alcohol, it could be um, just binge watching Netflix. And especially now, you know, we have the opportunity to sit and like drink all day or watch Netflix all day and just put everything off if we wanted to. And see, a lot of people use it as a crutch because that's filling a need, tricking them into thinking that they're doing some form of work or, or numbing the pain. And so the first thing is to really get clear on what do you value most in life, like truly value, not just what do you want, but what do you really want in life? writing it out, getting clear on it and committing through your habits in your day to start focusing on that. Start getting mentors, start learning about how to expand in those areas of your life and filling your day with that. And see like a lot of people uh, will stay out of alignment. And when you're out of alignment, you feel terrible about yourself. It's like we know when we're incongruent. We know when we're not showing up for us and it doesn't feel good. So you can choose to show up for you. And I want to use this analogy before we go. I wanted to to really paint this picture clearly. If you had like a a hose that ran through a backyard and it wrapped around a tree and then it went under a wheelbarrow and then it got caught up through a shovel and it was kind of all over the backyard, it would have all these kinks in it, right? And those things in the backyard is like your your wounds. They're like the the traumas, the pains, the things that you haven't uh, gone to that you've avoided in your life. And what happens is when that hose is kinked, when you try and turn the tap on, you turn it on, you hear like that. That's the water trying to run through a kinked hose. And that noise is like stress. 
and anxiety and fear. Now, when we unkink the hose and we get real about the things we need to face and nurture the wounds and go there and heal, they unkink the hose. And as your water's running through it, it's more fluent, right? There's more flow in your life and life becomes, becomes easier. I'm not saying it's perfect without its challenges. I want challenges because they're, they're wrapped in gifts, but ultimately it becomes lighter and that's how life should be when you've got your life in order and you have flow. So just really get clear on that. Don't just try and add all these strategies all the time on top of everything else because it doesn't get rid of the fact that you're holding onto a boulder back here and it's hard for you to move forward. Joel, thank you so much, brother. I truly appreciate your time and that you wanted to comment on and share. Yeah, I think just reach out to me on Instagram. I, I interact with everybody on there. Like if you want to shoot me a message, you got questions, let me know. I've got academies that I do live online free masterminds you get to jump in and learn all these tools and exercises so just follow me at i am joel brown that's i-a-m-j-o-e-l-b-r-o-w-n just message me right now on instagram if you're watching do it now uh and if you're listening do it when you can uh, i love to interact with my people i'm here like i said it's not about the followers i got nearly a hundred thousand but the truth is i'm never gonna sit down and meet meet all the hundred thousand in my lifetime you know, one-on-one. I want to be able to interact with as many as possible. I want you guys coming to my masterminds to learn the tools so you can go and teach your family, friends, and followers too and have an awesome inspirational impact in their life as well, just like Peter does for so many people. So Peter, man, thank you so much. Thanks a million. I appreciate you. Namaste. Thank you, guys. I love love that you were here. Listen, watching. If you want to learn more about us, go to ilovesuccess.co. We have almost 200 of these conversations. Thanks again, guys. If you like this episode, share it with somebody that needs to hear Joel's message because it is very good. And I think you can take so many great things in your life. Thanks again, Joel. See you soon. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Love, man. Appreciate you. Ciao. You too.